This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. And he gets all of that ball hit deep and over the wall for a home run. That was a no-doubter. Live play-by-play coverage of BYU Baseball is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward by Intermountain Healthcare, proud partner and official medical provider of BYU Athletics, because health has no off-season. Also by doTERRA. doTERRA, proud sponsor of BYU Baseball. Now let's get you ready for Cougar Baseball. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU baseball fans, and welcome into Tal Anderson Field in Omaha, Nebraska, where tonight... The BYU Cougars begin a three-game series against the University of Nebraska Omaha Mavericks alongside BYU Baseball Director of Operations, Tuck and Slade. My name is Jason Shepard. Thank you so much for tuning in to BYU Baseball. Tuck, BYU jumped out of conference play this week, started the week off right, beating BYU, and looking to keep things going here. Yeah, excited to get this weekend. Like you said, we got Utah, got the win on Tuesday, and now we're looking to uh, win a series here against the Mavericks. Always nice when BYU can beat the University of Utah. Happened just a couple of days ago, and now we are here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we are ready for the first pitch. Leading things off for the Cougars is Mitch McIntyre, and the first pitch to Mitch is in there for ball one. Let's get to our starting lineup, brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Mitch McIntyre will lead off. He'll be followed by Cooper Vest, Andrew Pintar, Josh Cowden, Cole Gamble, Hayden Latham, Freddie Achikar, Brock Watkins, and Peyton Cole. The 1-0 pitch, also high and outside. Now two balls and no strikes from the Mavericks starting pitcher, Joey Machado. The 2-0 pitch, and that pitch called strike one. Overcast skies here in Omaha, but temperatures in the upper 40s, low 50s for today, and expected to be that way for all three games of this series. The 2-1, fouled off and out of play, two balls and two strikes. Yeah, this time of the year in Omaha, it is chilly. It's always windy. And uh, when you play a night game, it's going to be brisk. There's a lot of humidity in the air. Well, and you would know you played your college baseball, not here at UNO, but at nearby Bellevue. Yeah, it's good to to be back. It's been a while. Back in your old stomping grounds. Yep. Place has definitely changed. Tuck's like the mayor around here. (laughs) The 2-2 pitch. Strike three looking and out number one for Joey Machado. Yeah, came inside right there and, and, and kind of fooled Mitch a little bit. Borderline pitch that uh, went uh, the Mavericks' way there for out number one. Machado coming in with an ERA of 3.71. He is a junior. He has a two-win, three-loss record. Appearance number nine. He's given up 28 hits, 22 runs, 14 earned. He's walked 24 and struck out 39, now 40. Cooper Vest, the first pitch he sees. Lines it down the left field line, and it will not be caught, but a valiant effort by Goldston in left field in foul territory almost came up with that ball, but it will fall foul, and it's just a very long and high strike one. Yeah, and he uh, just got a little under that. What an effort out there in left, right? Full dive, almost caught that on the run. As a hitter, if an outfielder makes a play like that, you're just like, are you serious? <laughs> Coop had a good day against Utah, had a couple of hits. Starting to become, you know, an everyday 
player here late in the year. The 0-1 pitch, high, ball one, evening the count at one ball and one strike. Starting to look a lot more comfortable, too, at first base. I know Coach really likes his defense at first. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a really good first baseman. He struggled there his first couple of games, but uh, you, you don't expect him to keep doing that. The 1-1 pitch to Vass, swing and a miss, strike two. Yeah, good changeup right there, running away. He'll like to go to that to the left-hand hitters today. Try to attack with fastball early and then put away with changeup, running down and away. Top of the first here at Tal Anderson Stadium in Omaha, Nebraska. Swing and a miss, and that is strikeout number two for Joey Machado. It's 41st of the season. That will bring in the shortstop, the number three hitter, Andrew Pintar, batting third with the bases empty and two outs. Yeah, again, went right back to that changeup and... Uh... Down and away, good strikeout pitch, but you got to be able to take that pitch next time around when he sees it. I expect him to make that adjustment. Machado's pitch is fouled back by Pintar, strike one. That's the tough thing about playing. You play a non-conference opponent in the middle of the season, right? Don't really know too much about him. We played them in 2018 at home and uh, won that series, but uh, we don't know too much about these guys, and they don't see us very much. So when you come out here seeing the pitchers, you don't have too much report on them. A one pitch right down the middle, strike two. Pintar behind, no balls and two strikes. Machado looking to make quick work of the Cougars here in the top of the first. Talking with a couple people around the program, they were very excited to have BYU in their home park tonight. The 0-2 pitch, and Pintar hits that into the gap. That will fall for a base hit in left center, and that's two-out single for Andrew Pintar. And Penny keeping the top of the first going. Nice yeah. job of hitting. Yeah, and Penny hit that well. You know, the wind's blowing in from, from left field, kind of left center blowing straight in. Pretty hard right now at uh, double-digit miles per hour. And uh, had had the wind not been blowing, I think that ball probably gets into the gap for a double. But it was kind of basically held up there and got himself a two-out single. The cleanup hitter, Josh Cowden, the BYU catcher, looks at ball one. Well, and Josh had a great day against Utah. Two really big two-out hits for four RBIs. Four RBIs. Needed that from him, and he, he responded right when we needed him. So, The 1-0. Pitch high. Two balls and no strikes to Josh Cowden. Well, and that's been the whole story of our season, right? When we get the timely hits, we win games, right? And we've had a chance in almost every game, but just a like a less than a handful of games that we've been out of, that if we if a one or two hits more and, and we end up winning that game and our record would show different. 2-0 pitch, high 3-0. and Pintar looking as if he was going to take off. A little fake still action right there. This is only the fifth series played in this ballpark. This ballpark was only uh, has only been open for about a month. It's a gorgeous facility. 3-0 pitch, taking all the way. It was Cowden, three balls and one strike. Yeah, borderline pitch, 3-0. Umpires, for some reason, on 3-0, 3-1. If it's close, they like to call it. It's like they don't <laughs> want pitchers to walk people. Machado with a 3-1, swing and a miss. A throw down to second, gets through and into center field. So the with the error, 
Pintar will advance on to third base, and the count is now three and two. Yeah, so a three-one hit and run there with the changeup running away from Josh. He swings through it. Pintar easily steals the bag, but the catcher overthrows it and he advances to third. So now he has another opportunity to get a two-out hit this week. Absolutely. These are how games are won with clutch hitting with two outs, with runners in scoring position. BYU has an opportunity early in this one. The payoff pitch to Josh, and that's a strikeout. That's three for Joy Machado in the inning. We'll head to the home half of the first scoreless. Time now to hear from the head coach of the Cougars, Mike Littlewood, brought to you by doTERRA, proud sponsor of BYU baseball. And I asked Coach after the win over Utah how he likes the way his team's playing heading into the series. Yeah, I mean, that was a confidence booster for us no matter what. And, you know, the number, you look up at the scoreboard after the Utah game, obviously the number one number that we looked at was the 7-4 score, but the, the next number that I looked at was a zero on the air column. And uh, and that's how we're going to win games is is by playing solid solid defense. Because, we you know, our pitchers are going to give us what they're going to give every single time out, and, and that they're going to be competitive and keep us in games. And so if we can just support them by playing catch and not beating ourselves, we're, we're going to be just fine. Well, and you must have liked what you saw out of the lineup on Tuesday because you're going to go something very similar, very few changes to what we saw against Utah. Yeah, really the only change is, is uh, Freddie Achikar uh, going in the DH spots. We're facing three right-handed uh, starters this weekend, and, and uh, Omaha doesn't have many left-handers out of the pen, so we feel pretty good with that lineup, and we'll just see what, what happens tonight. Omaha is a team that overall they're a couple games under 500, but in league they're 7-5. and five. What's the scattering report on the Mavericks? Well, again, a bunch of older guys who know, know how to play. We, we played them uh, three or four years ago in Provo, and they're they're just competitive. I mean, it's just a team that's uh, it's kind of like that Midwestern fight. You know, they're they're going to get in there and grind for nine innings, no matter what the score is, and th- they're just going to be an older, competitive team like we like we've seen pretty much the entire season. Thanks, Coach. Good luck. We'll talk to you afterwards. All right, thanks, Chuck. All right, that's a pregame conversation with Head Coach Mike Littlewood as we get ready to begin the bottom of the first inning. BYU starting pitcher Easton Walker will face the first three batters. Leading off, Harrison Dank, number two, the center fielder. He'll be followed by Mason Prososki and then Mike Bovey. And the first pitch in to Dank misses for ball one. Easton Walker has been brilliant this year for the BYU Cougars. 1-0 is strike one on the swing from Harrison Dank. Well, now we just need to be able to score some runs for Easton, right, and give him a chance to get a win. The 1-1 pitch misses, two balls and one strike. Dank hitting 288. The junior, lots of juniors and seniors in this lineup, as Coach talked about. Tuck mentioned during the broadcast, a swing and a miss, strike two. A very veteran ball club here in Omaha. Yes, they really are. Played a lot of games, a lot of experience, a lot of confidence when you've done that. The 2-2 pitch from Easton. Strike three looking and a great way for Easton to begin the first inning. Really good spot right there for Easton. Machado, the starting pitcher for the Mavericks, struck out his first batter looking. And Easton Walker doing the same thing. That will bring in number six, the second baseman, Mason Prasoski. Prasoski hitting just under 300, batting 295, 22 RBI. And he looks at strike one. From Walker. Defensively for the Cougars, left to right in the outfield, Latham, McIntyre, and Gamble will go over the infield after the 0-1 pitch. 
And Walker delivers, misses outside, one and one. Brock Watkins at third, Andrew Pintard short, Peyton Cole at second base, Cooper Vest at first. Catching Easton Walker is Josh Cowden. And a 1-1 count to Prosaski. Misses high, two balls and one strike. Uh, look, look good right there. Like you said, just missed high. The 2-1. Swing and a miss, strike two. Easton got Prasoski chasing there. Easton with an ERA of 1.59 coming into the ballgame today. The 2-2 pitch fouled off. McCant will stay 2-2. Two and two. Little history, Tuck. We are the very first visiting broadcasters to do a game here at this ballpark. They, we are the first ones to inhabit this booth for broadcasting. 2-2 two, two pitch. Strike three, yes. and it's another strikeout looking. Back-to-back -back K's looking for Easton Walker. Well, here we are, five outs into the game, and there's been five strikeouts. <laughs> so... Uh, Hey, it's a cold, windy day, and uh, pitchers definitely have an advantage on that, but it's not uh, the start I really expected both ways, but it's early in this game. One of the, well, in fact, the only freshman that's starting today, Mike Bovey, the third baseman, will now bat with the bases empty and two outs, and he looks at strike one from Easton Walker. Bovey hitting 310, leads the team with 11 doubles. The 0-1 pitch just misses yes, outside, 1-1. One one. Good spot there, just missed that. BYU in the all grays with the Navy Cougars across the chest. And now a 1-2 count on Bovey. The Mavericks in the home whites with the black pinstripes in the red letters. The one-two way high, two balls and two strikes. As we mentioned, a brand new ballpark. The Omaha baseball program has played all over the city, four or five different places before finally getting their home here near campus. The two-two pitch, this is low. Now a full count to the freshman Mike Bovey. Yeah, tried to get him to chase there. Change up going down. He took it. And their big hitter, Chris Esposito, is on deck. You want to take care of business here. The payoff pitch. Strike three oh, looking. Baby. Easton Walker dealing in the first inning, striking out three batters, all three looking. We'll head to the second inning, still scoreless, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's Jason Shepard. Well, both pitchers have three strikeouts in the first inning. Machado back out for another inning of work and bounces the first pitch to Cole Gamble in front of home plate, ball one. Fouled off, one and one. Cole Gamble leading things off here in the top of the second. We are scoreless from Omaha, Nebraska. Here at the University of Nebraska at Omaha, the Omaha Mavericks in their brand new stadium. The 1-1 pitch. This is away. Two balls and one strike to Cole Gamble. 
Well, and Cole had all the excitement on Tuesday, right, with his throwout assist to third base to end the game against Utah. The 2-1 pitch. Fouled out of play. Two balls and two strikes. I'm just upset that you didn't personally get BYU TV to send that to ESPN because that could have been a top 10 top play. Top 10 play. And that play was impressive. It was impressive. I, I was surprised that he even tried to go for third. 2-2 pitch. Another pitch foul back by Cole. And we'll do it again. One thing you're always that's always going to be in Omaha, it's always going to be windy. The 2-2, swing and a miss, and that's another strikeout for Joey Machado. Yeah, and that's a high changeup away that uh, Cole's mad at himself for swinging at because it would have been ball three. So one away, bringing in the left fielder, Hayden Latham. Hayden's bat starting to heat up. Good to see it. Right now batting 133. The first pitch to Hayden. Well, Hayden looks to strike one. Like you said, he was a big spark for us on Saturdays. Tough loss. Had a big uh, two-out um, bases loaded double. Then another double on Tuesday. The 0-1. Breaking ball in four, strike two. Yeah, back-to-back -back sliders to get ahead of Hayden. No balls, two strikes. One out, base is empty. We're in the top of the second, and we are scoreless. Machado with the 0-2. Fouled back and over our broadcast location. The count stays no balls and two strikes. The designated hitter, Freddie Achikar. In fact, both teams designated hitter today wearing number 45. Ryan Doran for Omaha. Freddie Achikar for BYU. The 0-2 pitch. Latham stays alive, gets a piece, fouls it back to the screen. Well, got a battle here. He struck out four of our first five batters of the game so far. Had a chance to get a two-out run last inning. Just battle at the plate. Machado kicks and delivers the 0-2. This is high and outside. One and two now to Hayden. Latham awaits the one-two. Low and outside, two and two. Good patience at the plate here from Hayden. See quite a bit of BYU blue in the stands here, which is no surprise. The 2-2. Hayden lifts that ball into right field, and it's Esposito over to make the catch and two away. Yeah, had him played perfectly. He battled that breaking ball, hit it to right, soft liner trailing, uh, fading towards the right field line, but Esposito was playing down the line there, was able just to take a few steps and catch that. Esposito will be leading off the bottom of the second inning when you get to that point. Esposito, Smeckle, and Krumweedy will lead off the bottom of the second inning, but right now with two outs and the base is empty, the batter is Freddie Achikar, and a check swing by Freddie, that pitch inside, ball one. Got some fun names for you to pronounce this week. <laughs> and I will tell you, I have not spelled them like they are actually yeah. spelled. I've spelled them phonetically. Ground ball, will it get through? Second baseman Prososki with a nice sliding stop, throw to first in time. 
For a second, it looked like BYU may have had its second hit, but a nice defensive play by the Mavericks, and we will head to the bottom of the second inning, still scoreless on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and your host, Jason Shepard. Bottom of the second inning, still scoreless from Omaha. Cougars and Mavericks. Chris Esposito leading off the bottom of the second, and the first pitch from Walker fouled off to the right side. Esposito is the guy that you do not want with runners on. It's a good thing that he's leading off the bottom of the second. He's batting 356, and we'll get to some other impressive numbers in just a second. The 0-1 pitch from Easton, outside, ball one. He leads the team in every offensive category except doubles. 22 runs leads the team. 36 hits leads the team. Three double, or excuse me, three triples, a swing and a miss, one and two now to Esposito. BYU as a team has four triples. He has three by himself. Six home runs and 28 RBIs, Chris Esposito, the junior. The one-two pitch. Found out of play. The count stays one and two. Have yourself a season, young man. Keep having a good year, except for these three games. Except for these three games. Slugging percentage of 634. The 1-2 from Walker. Chopped foul, this time off to the left side, and the count stays 1-2. and two. This facility, which we mentioned just opened a little over a month ago, capacity is 1,500. They are allowed anywhere between 8 and 850 right now. So if they have everybody that comes that's allowed fouled off and the count stays one and two they'll be able to put more than half uh more than half of the seats should be filled if people want to come and watch the games which is pretty cool yeah it is cool omaha's a different state when uh sorry a different city and nebraska they they're a little more open than most states one two pitch and jammed him that ball continuing to carry though out to shallow right Gamble moving up, makes the catch. Nicely done. Out number one, and a dangerous hitter is retired. The first baseman, number four, Parker Schmeckel. This might be the most capacity fans that we have on the road this year allowed, right? Most places haven't even allowed us to have any family travel. And, of course, we leave Texas in the next week. (laughs) They fully open it. It's like everybody can show up. Yeah. You heard the PA announcer, Parker Schmeckel, looks at strike one from Easton Walker. It's a big kid. Yeah. Big, strong kid. Schmeckel. I, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to see if you – I'm going to test your knowledge of, of TV in just a minute. The 0-1 pitch, swing and a miss, strike two. When you hear that name, and I were to tell you Seinfeld, do you think of any specific episode? I don't. Where Tim Watley – converts to Judaism simply for the jokes. You're right. That's where, that's where I think of immediately. <laughs> the 0-2 pitch. Oh, pitch. Strike three on the outside, and that is now four strikeouts for Easton Walker. And by the way, all four looking. Yeah. That will bring in Keel Crumweedy, the shortstop. Gonna, you're not going to see that every day. No, you are not. Two outs, base is empty. The first pitch from Easton. 
going to assume our home plate umpire said that miss low. Our home plate umpire is Travis Olson. Matt Ozenfort at first base. And Kyle Fecto at third. The 1-0. In there for strike one. One and one. Two. A little, little cool history. Their, uh, their director of facilities was greeting us and doing bat testing today. And, and I said, yeah, you know, your setup's very similar to our setup right, with the softball field right behind you. Now here comes the pitch. A ball hit down the right field line. It is slicing foul. Gamble on the move. Not going to be able to get to it. And it just hits on the other side of the wall. So one and two, the count to Keel Crumweedy. And, and Ethan Anderson says, yeah, that's because we designed our, our facility after yours. When we were there in 18, we liked the way that it looked and, and liked how the softball field was right behind, so the facility is so close. So we actually we use that kind of as the starting point of how we want to design ours, which is kind of cool. That's very yeah, cool. Kind of cool to hear that. One ball, two strike count, two outs, bases empty. The batter, Keel Crumweedy, Walker with the one-two. Mm. Wanted that pitch. Mm. Is that slider? Yeah. Missed outside, Just two and two. Barely. Easton wanted that. You could actually see the whole infield it took like a step and a half <laughs> towards lead. the dugout. Like, okay, oh, just low. Good miss there. The 2-2 pitch. Chopped foul, and we'll do it again. That's actually um, on the broadcast side of things with BYU Broadcasting Building. Uh, there are a lot of uh, Notre Dame has come to look at BYU's facilities. Uh, Texas came. Oklahoma has come to look at BYU's facilities. Look, BYU's where it's at, man. Yes, it is. And we have some amazing facilities that just keep getting better. Two outs. The 2-2. In there for strike three. Looking. Five strikeouts for Easton Walker. All of the strikeouts looking. Easton Walker is in a groove, and I love it. We'll head to the third inning. Still scoreless on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Scoreless ball game in Omaha, top of the third, and the first pitch to Brock Watkins hit sharply to short, and it is Crum Weedy who can't make the catch. It was right there, it was playing it perfectly, but it bounced off the glove. And that should be a base hit, and it is. It's hit number two for the BYU Cougars, and the leadoff man is on here to begin the third. Yeah, hit that line drive, sinking line drive, and he was playing him in the six hole, but because it kept sinking away, 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 he had to dive for it and hit it off the hit basically tip of his glove for a leadoff single. Peyton Cole, the number nine hitter, looks at ball one low from Joey Machado. Both pitchers have combined for nine strikeouts, and we're just at the top of the third. Walker with five, Machado with four. The pitch to Cole. Strike one, evening the count at one ball and one strike. Well, the umpire is not afraid to a little liberal zone here. He's a little wide, right? And so because of that, uh, it, both pitchers are so far pitching to it, and, and they're getting ahead and then going to their good stuff because the umpire is giving that little extra ball and a half off the plate. Machado with the 1-1. Cole lays down a bunt, and it's a beauty. Watkins to second. Cole out at first, but got the job done, and BYU, with just one out now, has a runner at second base. Yeah, that bunt died. Had it died about a half a foot earlier, he would have beaten that out. He was a bang-bang play on the sack bunt drag there. And uh, 
towards the first base side there. Nice. Nicely done there. And now you got two opportunities with two pretty good hitters here to, to take a lead. That's right. Mitch McIntyre and Cooper Vest. McIntyre at the plate. Vest in the on-deck circle. Facing Joey Machado, the first pitch. Swing and a miss. A hardy cut for Mitch McIntyre. Strike one. Well, you've, everyone's seen him now one time, right? And you go to, okay, it's that kind of me versus you kind of mentality of, okay, what's he going to do now? He attacked me this way, got me striking out, looking on a changeup the first time. How's he going to go that time? And he goes, breaking ball. So The 0-1 pitch outside, 1-1. One and one. and uh, he's mad at himself, the pitcher right there on that changeup. He was talking to himself like, throw the location I want. It's always fun to watch like the psycho pitchers talk to themselves on the mound. Like I really enjoy that, just have them talking to themselves and competing and trying to figure it out. It always uh, kind of gives me a smile. The 1-1 pitch to McIntyre. High, 2-1. Brock Watkins leading off the inning with a base hit after a sacrifice bunt from Cole, or excuse me, Peyton Cole. Watkins is now at second base and in scoring position with just one out. Well, in their defense alignment, the way they're playing is they actually have Mitch shaded towards the left field line. There's a huge left center gap, and the, and the shortstop is shaded up the middle. So big holes there. 2-1. Fouled back and out of play. Two balls and two strikes to the leadoff hitter, Mitch McIntyre, who struck out in his first plate appearance. Yeah, you start to spray the ball down the left field line as a left-handed hitter, and it gets on the scouting report pretty quickly. And a lot of teams lately have been playing Mitch that way because he was so good hitting the ball the other way. Two balls, two strikes. BYU with two hits. And a runner at second with just one out. Watkins is that runner at second. The 2-2 two -two to McIntyre. Fouled back and almost got Coop. Almost got yeah. Coops there and standing in the on-deck circle. So one thing we noticed, Chef, during batting practice is, you know, when, you, when everyone's, you know, taking ground balls and fly balls live and from the coaches during batting practice, you get to see what this turf is, the brand-new turf, right? And it's a thicker turf than what we have at our field, and it actually is a slower turf, so the ball doesn't skip as much. And uh, so it actually slows it down a little bit. Two balls, two strikes. Machado with the pitch, and it's another strikeout. That is now five for Machado, and Mitch McIntyre has struck out in both of his plate appearances. Yeah, and you don't see that very often from him, but uh, Machado right there was a really good slider. He's got a little bit of everything working today, and when you're confident and you have the good stuff working, the umpire's giving you a little extra on your fastball away, it's, a, it's deadly. Cooper Vest will now bat with two outs. BYU able to get a two-out hit in the first inning. That was Andrew Pintar. They'd love another one here because it would likely put the Cougars on top one nothing with Brock Watkins at second base. First pitch. It's a swing and a miss by Vest. Is that going heavy breaking ball right here? He's basically only throwing one fastball. The second time around, Mitch only saw one fastball that he fouled back, and everything else was either changeup or slider. That was the first pitch changeup to Coop. No balls, one strike. The pitch to Vest. Ground ball to first. Underhand throw to Machado covering the bag, and the Cougars will leave a runner at second base. Home half of the third, still scoreless from Omaha on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's Jason Shepard. 
bottom of the third inning. Scoreless from Tal Anderson Field here at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. The Omaha Mavericks. You heard the PA man, Ryan Doran, number 45, the designated hitter, leading off the bottom of the third. Doran, Bonar, and Goldston. The batters here facing Easton Walker, the first pitch. In there for strike one. Good luck to the BYU women's volleyball team in the NCAA tournament here in Omaha tonight. Yeah, that little uh, NCAA bubble they got going downtown with uh, the volleyball championships. I think there's 48 teams that came in to this tournament. And uh, it made it a little bit tough to get to hotel roomship. <laughs> the Cougars, Heather Olmstead and her team, a 16 seed playing tonight. The 0-2 pitch just got a piece of it. Foul tip, so the count will stay 0-2 to Ryan Doran. That game's a late start, too. We may be able to check out some of that by the time we get back to the hotel. No balls, two strikes. The pitch to Doran. It's a swing and a miss, and another strikeout, the sixth K for starting pitcher Easton Walker, who, by the way, his parents are here in attendance today. Saw them before the game. They got to be loving this. Yeah, they were just excited that uh, they got actually a chance to come to the away game. Just hasn't been too many chances this year. And with Easton being a senior, you know, you want to see him as much as you possibly can. And it will be the first hit of the ball game. Brett Bonar, the catcher, getting the first hit for the Mavericks. That ball lined into center. So a one-out single from Bonar. Bringing in the left fielder, Grant Goldston. Yeah, I got a fastball away, and he did a good job of just hitting it that way. BYU with two hits, the Mavericks with one. Omaha also with an error. But the score, 0-0 here in the bottom of the third. The first pitch to Goldston, strike one. Well, we've had a couple of chances to score in this game so far with runners in scoring position and weren't able to get it done. Mavericks have yet to get a guy to second base with the way Easton's been throwing. Lights out so far. Absolutely. He Not, has been brilliant. Don't worry. I knocked on wood just to make sure I won't jinx it. The 0-1 pitch. This is low. 1-1 one one now to Goldston. Decent breeze here. We'll check on the runner at first. Got him leaning just. Uh, yes, he did. Bonar able to get back to the bag. It wasn't very far off, but uh, almost a perfect uh, timing there for Easton. One ball, one strike count to Goldston. One out, runner at first. The pitch, chopped foul, one and two now to Goldston. One thing that this Omaha defense is very good at is double plays. They are top 10 in the country with 27 double plays. BYU would love to get a double play right here and end this inning.
Auburn apparently leads college baseball in double plays with 34, so that kind of gives you an idea of well, where impressed. Omaha I'm, is. I'm impressed that you've done a little research. That's good. Always do my research. Uh, you do. I as, I, if I'm not giving you a hard time, then I'm not breathing. So, I mean, that's just the way it goes. It's true. That is true. Another check on Bonar at first. One-two count to the number nine hitter, Grant Goldston. The one-two fouled off to the right. The count stays one and two. Got a nice arena in the distance, Baxter Arena, where I'm going to assume the basketball team plays in, in hockey? Uh, hockey and volleyball and basketball. But let's be honest here, it was built for hockey. They are a perennial power in the hockey world. The one-two, foul back to the screen, and the count stays one and two. Yeah, there's actually a practice there's hockey a pra rink. practice rink. The UNO hockey is, the, this town loves them some UNO hockey, and they're always right there at the end usually top 10 perennial frozen four finalists they're they're good what a, it looks like a beautiful arena from the it outside it really does i'm impressed with the area it's really nice ground ball chopped foul this time off to the left well, the count's been one and two for a while what i love to see is that you come to these let's say smaller school right a summit leagues type school not a power five league and, but their facilities are top-notch. I mean, this is beautiful. Yep. The student-athletes here really have a chance to play in great facilities, which is absolutely awesome for these student-athletes. And that just doesn't happen all the time. No. Another check on Bonard first. I mean, there has been some legit fundraising and money put into these facilities, and it's awesome because, you know, these student-athletes deserve an opportunity to, to play in nice venues. And, and have a nice place to call home. Walker with the 1-2, runner on the move. The hit and run was on, and it works great. Bonar is going to attempt to go first to third. He'll slide in safely on the single from Grant Goldston. So back-to-back -back singles now with only one out. Runners on the corners. Yeah, and that was executed perfectly. Runner took off, slider running away, and he just just slapped at it and put it exactly where Peyton Cole would have been, but because he was heading to second for the base stealer, ball gets in the right field and he goes first to three and first to third. Now Omaha has a situation to uh, take a lead here with one out. That's right. Runners on the corners, one out. Back to the top of the order, Harrison Dank struck out looking in the first inning. We'll get his second at bat against Cougar starter Easton Walker. Well, to go back to your point in terms of the money coming into some of these programs, Look, when you know that you have the Cornhuskers just down the road yep. in a big-time Power 5 conference, you do have to compete with yeah, that. You do, and you got Creighton. Yeah, just you have Creighton door. right here. First pitch in the dirt and a good block by Josh Cowden. Ball one. Well, Easton needs a strikeout or a double play ball right here in the worst way. He had been, you know, just absolutely dealing and, you know, got – couple of singles in a row here to get them something going here find a way to pitch out of this right here one out runners on the corner still scoreless walker with the 1-0 fouled off one and one good healthy swing right there i do wear the byu logo very uh proud i wear it proudly wherever but especially near lincoln after uh after the miracle that what is it the mangum miracle yeah it was. Like I, just, I was there for that. 
Look at you. 1-1 one, one pitch. Could be the double play to short. Over to second for one. To first. Oh, Not in time. Man. First base umpire says he is safe, so the run from third will score, and it is now one nothing Mavericks. Yeah, close play. He beat it just barely. It was a bang-bang play, certainly. Uh, if, if he's not a left-hand hitter right there, it's a double play ball. But because he, he kind of one hand slapped at it and was already kind of running to first when he hit it and it wasn't hit very hard, the, double, uh, the middle infield did exactly what they were supposed to do as quick as they could. He just half a step beat that out for a fielder's choice. RBI. RBI. Mason Prososki will now bat with two outs and now a runner at first, and they'll check on the runner at first. Yeah, that was a close play, but absolutely it was the right call. He just barely beat it out. So one nothing Omaha here in the bottom of the third. And that'll be another base hit through the left side. Yeah, and right now they're just slapping the ball the other way. Every single hit they've had has been an opposite field hit that wasn't hit very well. They're just finding holes. That, that ball right there was just uh, let the fastball travel, and he just slapped at it and hit it into the six hole. But that's what you got to do is just, hey, put balls in play, and, and good things usually happen. After retiring the first seven hitters that he has faced, it had single, single, fielder's choice RBI, and single for Omaha. But an opportunity to keep this just one run deficit with two outs and runners at first and second. Facing Bovey, and the pitch is in for strike one. Well, you need to minimize this inning right here. They were able to, to scratch one across here with some timely hitting. But uh, you have two outs, runners in scoring position. Keep this to a one-run game and let your offense come back and try to answer. No balls, one strike. Easton looks back at second base, kicks and delivers. In there for strike two. Easton jumping ahead, no balls and two strikes on Mike Bovey. Yeah, you're up 0-2 you're up right here. You go to your best stuff. Get your swing and miss stuff right here. Get out of this inning right here. Find a way out of this, Easton. one nothing Omaha. Here in the bottom of the third. Walker with the 0-2. And Bovey stays alive, fouls it back, and the count stays no balls and two strikes. Yeah, and that was just a battle swing right there. That was a really good executed fastball down and away. Just basically stuck his bat out there and battled that pitch. The three, four, and five hitters do up in the top of the fourth. Pintar, Cowden, and Gamble do up for BYU when we get to the fourth inning. Easton Walker's hoping it's after this next pitch. He's ahead of Bovey, 0 and 2. Walker delivers the 0 2. Line right up the middle and into center field. They'll send the runner who tripped. He was. Rounding third, fell down, able to get back up and still scores. And both runners advancing up. So it is an RBI double for Mike Bovey. And it's now 2-0 Omaha. Yeah, we uh, that soft single that barely, Pintar is diving up the middle, barely gets by him. The runner trips at third, but Mitch bobbled the ball in center. And because he bobbled it, he was able to stand up and still score. And because of the bobble, both runners advanced. So you have the hit 
and then the air by Mitch that advances the two runners, and they're up 2 nothing with a chance to one hit away to all of a sudden go up 4 nothing. So, so an RBI single and with an error air, to advance. Yeah. And the first pitch to Esposito is in for strike one, and this is their big hitter. Yeah, and not one ball this inning was hit hard. Right. <laughs> just finding a hole. And sometimes as a hitter, it's just, hey, put balls in play and see what happens. And, and so far, Omaha's done that this inning, and they've gotten four hits and two runs. Still work to do. The 0-1 pitch misses outside, 1-1. One Two runners in scoring position with two outs. Omaha already with two runs in here in the bottom of the third. The 1-1 from Easton. Took something off of it. Swing and a miss from Esposito. And it's one and two to the right fielder. And this is the key, what Omaha's done now. They've gotten three hits now with two strikes where they've just slapped at it, right? And so Easton's got to find a way to get a big pitch right here. Keep this to a two-run game. Execute your best stuff right now. One ball, two-strike count. And timeout is called. The one-two pitch to Esposito, a swing and a miss, and a big strikeout of the cleanup hitter, Chris Esposito. Two runs do score, though, in the bottom of the third. We'll head to the top of the fourth. Cougars down 2-0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.